Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of this SPS On The Go podcast thing. And today, it's myself, AJ Jackson. I make videos in the training department. And alongside with me, I have Jordan Ferguson. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, like AJ said, I am Jordan Ferguson. I am the sales training specialist here on the infrastructure side. So I get to work closely with uh, Spencer Remick's team, team <laughs> to create um, dealer training content for all of you. And yeah, so today we're just really wanting to add a little more spice to SPS on the go and bring you guys a more audio friendly version. And we have a pretty cool guest today, don't we, oh, Jordan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're excited. So I think it's about time we announce our guest. The Dan Vroom. Welcome oh. to the show. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. So, Dan, tell, tell me a bit about your role. I mean, you're the Senior Industrial Solutions Training Manager. That's a heck of a title. It is. It pretty is. big title for a pretty easy job <laughs> for the team I work with. Uh, so glad to be here um, and talking about training this morning. Uh, a little bit about what I do is really I've got uh, several teams underneath my influence, and really it's all about training uh, technicians, service technicians at our dealer network, um, behind-the-counter parts folks at our dealers. And then we also has a, have a team that uh, trains operators on HDD, whether those are customers or dealers that want to come back and get their product specialists up to speed as fast as possible. So that's kind of, uh, in a nutshell, what my team does. Mm -hmm. Dang, and Al, yeah. you've been with Vermeer a long time. So why don't you <laughs> tell us a little bit about your, your rise through the ranks from when you first started and now being the head of the training department, essentially. Right. So I will, my story is pretty interesting, even to myself. Uh, I've had a couple tour of duties at Vermeer, and I won't, I don't really probably need to go into detail about that, but collectively, um, just shy of 19 years here at Vermeer, um, I, man, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a career, I was always a gearhead in high school, loved to race cars, uh, put engines together, all that kind of stuff with a, a twin brother of mine. And so time came to go to college, and I knew I was probably more than likely going to go to a tech college. Uh, tried that out for about three months um, until the time came to buy tools. And that was expensive, and I was like, oh, man, do I really want to ruin a hobby or do I want to make this a career? And at the time, Vermeer was hiring for welding when the Freeman Baylor project was going on. And so my twin brother and I, we made the decision that we would rather make money now and move out of our parents' house. I needed to get married. I just wanted to make money um, and be on my own. So we, uh, we ditched the, the trade school route and started working at Vermeer. Um, and I was probably, I think I was still 18 years old when I came to Vermeer as a welder. So started out in welding. Uh, worked my way to an engineering technician, so building prototypes, testing prototypes. And then from there, I did that probably three years. And then that led me to um, I, what the piece that was missing was I liked interacting with people where, you know, welding and building product, I didn't get all the interaction I wanted to with people. So I, I heard about this job where you get to talk to dealers on telephone and troubleshoot machines and fix stuff, make emergency flights. And I thought that was fantastic. So 
sure enough, uh, got the opportunity to get into the service support side of things. And I did that for many years, learned a lot. I didn't, you know, my skills as a um, troubleshooting technician weren't the greatest coming into the role, but being there for many years, uh, I learned a lot um, of what the dealers go through, technicians go through, you know, whether they're a road tech or they're in the shop. So that was a ton of fun. And then I had a coworker at that time, uh, Jeff Vanermolen. And so he moved from uh, the same role as a support technician to uh, training. And so he kind of um, coaxed me and led me to follow that same uh, career path. And so I was like, why not? Why not? And there was an opening, so applied and got into the training side, which I think now I've been in training for, oh, gosh, 10 years, nine years. It's been pretty wild. So, yeah, within training, done everything from service training to uh, customer training to sales training, and now the training manager. So pretty wild. Wow. That's one heck of a story. And, like, before we kind of get into what's coming to training, what have been some of these the best things that you've been a part of in the training uh, training department over the last 10 years? So over the last 10 years, man, uh, I think every time you look back two years, uh, there's been so much change. And so to really pinpoint what I guess I've been most excited about now or the, the biggest change, you know, I'd look back the last two years because that's probably the most relevant. Um, so the training that we're, we provide to our dealers or our customers is, it, you know, we're always trying to raise up our professionalism, but you know, we have a small group here of, let's say, 17 folks, and our dealer network is thousands. So how do you impact that big of a, a group with a, a smaller group the size that we do? So I think we're always trying to leverage programs that um, really reach the mark at, at that level. And we're a global company. So I would say what I'm most excited about is our train-the-trainer program. So taking content that we build structuring it in a way that can be scaled and standardized and then teaching our dealers how to execute those programs in their region with the product specialists um, that they have uh, on staff is probably the biggest uh, excitement that I have. Yeah. Yeah, that's some pretty cool stuff. So just a, a bef like a little bit, what is train the trainer program? <laughs> like what are like what is the value of like the train the trainer program to all the dealers and everyone? Yeah, so I mean, we can talk about a couple programs. One that's coming out, and one that's been out for for many years. So, when we when we teach uh, operators how to run directional drills, you know, we have a program at the factory called HDD Circuit, and so it's it's accredited. It's a, a week. It used to be a two week long program, and now it's a week long. And so we do really good things. It's in depth. Um, it's like a two to one ratio with the with the students. So it takes a lot of trainers to do the program right. And so when we create the curriculum, um, the curriculum is so foundational in building the core skill sets that uh, some sometimes people overlook the relevancy of that. And so we build it in a way that the flow is feels so right to a student that you can onboard them very quickly in the core skill sets of what they do. And so by utilizing that program within HDD circuit is great, 
but again, we can affect a, a small volume of people. So we take that curriculum now that we we use in our, our programs, and then we allow dealers, let's say there's a, a product specialist at a dealer that's been doing his job for 10 years. He knows the stuff inside and out. And so usually what they do on a, on a daily basis is train operators on the job site. But now the request is to retrain or train somebody with no experience without buying a drill. And so now we're in this scenario where this product specialist is so uh, burdened with all these additional requests on top of their job. And so we're just trying to create programs where um, these training can be uh, chargeable. So dealers can make money because it's it's a, a product that customers need and want and that they will charge for it. So if you're gonna charge for something, it has to be at a very professional level. So we take this curriculum, we train this uh, trainer how to walk through the curriculum, what's on each slide, how do you talk to the slide, test questions, all the hands-on stuff that goes with it. So when a customer comes to their class, they feel confident, that's the key word, confident in their abilities to do present, presentation style uh, trainings. Confidence is key. It and, is key. <laughs> and so where would the dealers find more information about this if they want to like get more info on this and maybe send one of their product specialists into this program? Mm -hmm. So I would say we are domestically, we, we probably have 90% of our dealers already in this program. So it's pretty well established, I would say. We're, we're really working on international uh, territories at this moment. But, uh, you know, a product specialist uh, may be in a role for a certain period of time, and then he moves on to a different role. So we're always trying to figure out and make known, you know, how do you recertify or requalify in that program um, if needed. Uh, it seems like, you know, we've been doing this for, I don't know, four years with the HDD fundamentals program. And it seems like now because of the shortage of product and the skilled workforce that's cycling through that uh, we're seeing a lot of kit sales, our curriculum through the parts center just going through the roof. So that's a good problem to have. Yeah. And you were able to fulfill those orders um, for training. So yeah, it's, it's going well. I think we've got a lot of good traction. And so we talk about HDD right now that's going well and so we're looking at doing the same concept for service training so this is for dealer technicians getting qualified and delivering service fundamentals at their regional location so it saves on airfare it saves on hotel all this kind of stuff and it's on demand right exactly. that you can't beat that and that's kind of the the one thing we're always up against is we can have all the programs in the world and pack our schedules tight, but somebody's always getting hired tomorrow and needing training the next week. So this is one great way of uh, combating that and getting training on demand when they need it in the location that they're at. So yes. pretty excited about that. Yes. Pretty excited yes. about that. <laughs> I mean, you, all, you already did the transition for us from talking about all this yep. stuff that's going on into what's to come. So, I mean, there's also quite a few other big things coming, but that on-demand training, 
that's just second to none in this type of generation, especially in the digital age we live in. Right. So along with that, what what else is going on in training? What can we look forward to? I know there are a couple big things coming. Yeah. So we, you know, we've heard a lot of feedback from dealers over different uh, market strategy planning, um, life cycle council meetings, where really it's all about the onboarding process and the continued education and making a progressive plan for the end user that is well-documented. It gets an end product in place because, you know, as managers, their task is so heavy. Onboarding is just one more thing that takes a lot of time and effort. So how do we help, um, help our dealers in that, uh, in that time and space where it's, it's so crucial. And they say, you know, like if you're onboarded, well, those people are more likely to stay at a career for longer periods of time. So if we can get that right, it just helps the bottom line for everybody. So that's what I'm, I'm most excited about is getting these structured onboarding plans, these core skill set programs in place. And all this is, will be mostly on Vermeer university. So we say, when I say Vermeer University, it's a learning management system that Vermeer offers. And so we're, we're really trying to put whatever lives on Vermeer University is for um, educational purposes, where it's sit down, more formal type learning. Uh, it can be hours of training, depending on whether you're a brand new person, maybe it's 40 hours. You know, you got to get through the first two years of your employment. Um, but then there's also ongoing education that happens there too. So, and then having a learning management system, you know, there's recognition, you know, like for the service world, you know, we can be, uh, certified advanced and master. So it's just a, a platform that allows a lot of scalability and, um, documentation of an employee's learning. Yeah. Yeah, some good stuff going in. Isn't there also like some pretty big uh, change coming up in the next month or two? Oh, you mean like a move? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? about? I think so. I think something that <laughs> has been just something in the works for a long time. Yeah, and it's been a long time coming. What was it? The tornado happened? 2017, 18? When was that again? I don't remember. <laughs> I put us all on the spot. It happened a while ago. Yes. But anyway, yes. during a customer conference that year, we had um, uh, an announcement that we were going to be moving into a new facility, training facility. And so once the tornado came through, all of that got canceled. And it's like, oh, my word, we were always trying to find a place to land, yep. a place that we could call our own to do training. And so uh, once that happened, we kind of had to go back to the drawing board and figure out, like, what does the next three-year plan look like for the department? We got to stay where we're at until things get uh, less crazy um, in the market. And we just, uh, yeah, there wasn't a lot of buildings available that we could just move into. Mm -hmm. So we there's a, a building called Laley that builds some robotic milking machines, and that's on the mile here just north of the pavilion. And so their contract was going to be up and they were growing um, industry as well. And so they, they built a new facility. And so there was a lot of people that were wanting to have that facility. And we just got the lucky straw, you would say, and uh, got nominated to, to move in that building. So, 
yeah, there's a lot of uh, exciting things that's going to come with the new facility. Uh, our move will happen mid-September timeframe. Which so, is soon. Which is very soon. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, kind of structuring what does that move over into the office look like. Um, we're going to have a huge, uh, I'm trying to think if I came up with some numbers here. 26,000 square feet of hands-on educational space. Wild. So the the area that we're going to be occupying, um, whether it's classrooms or an audio-visual equipment studio bay or just hands-on space, is the same size of the Pavilion Arena today. Huge. So, yeah, we're just trying to move in and make that place under construction places that are very uh, specific to the growth that we see coming in the future and that we don't outgrow it day one. Yeah. So can you kind of talk to people about, even though we are making that move, what's going to happen to the space that we currently have? So what will, what will the pavilion now be used for? Oh man, that is a good question. <laughs> I don't think we've even landed on, <laughs> on exactly what's going to happen, but I, I know our front, the office that we currently reside in here in the pavilion is a PLM product lifecycle management team. Okay. So that team's growing. Mm -hmm. They they need a place to uh, to reside in. So they will be taking over our spot, and then the pavilion arena will be given back to the pavilion folks okay. for lots of other stuff. I'm sure large events. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be crazy because training's is. been taking up a third of the pavilion and for quite some time yeah and we've been doing product walk arounds and all kinds of fancy stuff going on in the pavilion and now we're going to have a designated space for mm -hmm. it yep mm -hmm. yeah I th i'd say one of the biggest highlights that i can see is you know the pavilion is getting used more and more yeah and and so now we don't have to shut classes down or equipment walk arounds right. uh for events that are also happening in that space Right. Yeah. Right. And with with the the new facility, with the more space and everything, are we going to be offering anything new in terms of training or anything else that's going to be coming with the new facility? Yeah. So a lot of people think, you know, now that we've got more space, that we should be we'll have more training. So our team hasn't grown exponentially we are hiring more folks into our um, life cycle training side of the business so we will have the ability to do more trainings but what i'm most excited about is the technology that we're incorporating into these spaces so like i said we're going to have an equipment studio mm -hmm. bay for live broadcasts with with the product or just space to shoot walk around videos in a very controlled environment whether it's lighting and audio and stuff like that so expediting that capability and then we're going to have three classrooms um, in that space that have technology for doing more live virtual classroom type events so when we think global we think uh, domestic you know machine comes out and we can do uh, more of that live style training on demand so, so big yeah. things are coming mm -hmm. yeah people coming mm -hmm. to the factory won't ever change for that instructor-led yeah but I think there's a huge um, potential in doing more of that virtual 
training that we we haven't seen to scale. And uh, all the are the dealers going to be able to find this on Vermeer University? Is that kind of where the the landing page is going to be for all these trainings or dealer center? Or? There is a calendar in Vermeer University to enroll in the in any live event. Uh, I'm sure as we we start changing how we do business a little bit with these virtual events that we will have to broadcast that a little bit wider than Vermeer University, whether yeah. that's a, a landing page or if it's a, you know, the link email goes out every other week or every week. Um, <laughs> it goes out a lot. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, that's a, a great way of um, getting that message out there yeah. to our dealers to enroll. Yeah, that's it's just some really, really awesome stuff coming to the training department here at Vermeer. And as, as we begin to wrap up this first episode, what are you most excited about, Dan? Like, you've got this energy that I think everyone that's ever met you knows. And the amount of awesome stuff coming to the training department is just the potential is there. So if there's one thing that you are most excited about, what is it? What I am most excited about is how do we create programs that have um, consistency to them, that dealers know that no matter who's in charge or when they change roles to a different management level and somebody else takes their place that there there will always be a home for training and it will it will be professional it will have credibility it will have advancement and that they will be able to see their employees grow mm -hmm. and learn to love their jobs more than they've ever have they want to stay longer because they know that training will be provided for them and the whole career path and all this kind of stuff, you know, people, people want to see that uh, there's a, a place for them, that there's a, a plan in place yep. and that they can grow at Vermeer. So that's what I'm most excited about is, is people retention, growing individuals and see like efficiencies and morale grow. That's what I'm most excited about. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the great thing about the training department, too, is that. We're constantly, you know, adding new people to dealerships right. and, you know, new new customers are, are coming around. And so there's there's just this constant need for training. Mm -hmm. So training's never going away. It's never going away. No, which That's is a great. It's great. <laughs> it's a great place to be. All right. You have anything else to add, Jordan? I was trying to think if I had any other questions for Mr. Dan Vroom. I think he, but I don't. I don't think so. I think he covered it pretty well. He did. <laughs> so I guess with that, thank you all for listening. And yeah. It's and just been a you, pleasure, Dan. Dan. Thank you for yeah. being our first guest on yeah. this SBS on the Go podcast, episode one. We don't really have a. <laughs> we don't really have a name or anything going forward. That'll just come with time. But yeah. we just want to say thank you for yes. coming on. And do you have anything else left to say to anyone listening? Thanks for the invite and just look forward to a lot of really great things that will happen in training. Yep. Yep. So. We're excited. Yep. Well, from myself, Jordan and Dan, thank you all for listening. Yes. Hope you guys have a great day.